0: You're listening to Bible Truth Feed, a podcast by christadelphianvideo.org for christadelphians and all those seeking the truth about the Bible message. Join us now as we present our latest episode.
1: The positioning of the question mark in the title of this talk is of key importance. If it is after the word coming, then it might raise the question as to whether Christ is actually coming, but it's not. The question mark is after whether you are ready, because it's a definite statement. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming back to this earth, and therefore the question is, are we prepared? It reminds me of the children's game of hide-and-seek, where one child it's a speaker and they count up to a certain number before going off to find the children who've hidden. And they usually start with this cry: coming, ready or not. And that's the point about our talk. The Lord Jesus Christ is coming, whether we are ready or not. The focus of our attention is the Bible, God's word. Now, let's be clear at the outset, When we refer to the return of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're referring of course to his second coming. The Lord Jesus Christ, the son of God has already walked this earth. He was born just over 2000 years ago in Palestine. He lived for 33 years before he was put to death by crucifixion at the hands of the Romans who carried out the penalty, the death penalty because of a so-called crime, we found this fellow perverting the nation and forbidding to give tribute to Caesar, saying that he himself is Christ the King. And the allegation or well, that to be made by his own countrymen. Pilate, the Roman governor at the time, said, I have found no cause of death in him. I'll chastise him and let him go. But rather than doing this, Pilate allows himself to be swayed by the chanting of the people who demand the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. But three days after he was put to death, by the power of God, Jesus was raised back to life. And he was subsequently seen by many of his immediate friends and then many others as well. Let's just listen to some of the words of one man who saw the risen Lord Jesus and he was buried And he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. And he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that, he was seen of about 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto the present, but some are fallen asleep. After that, he was seen of James, then of the apostles. And last of all, he was seen of me as one born out of due time. After his resurrection, the Bible tells us he ascended to heaven and now sits at the right hand of god awaiting the day that he will return to the earth it's said that there are over 300 references alone in the new testament to the return of the lord jesus i say it's said because personally i've never counted them all and there is an important point to make here relating to anything that i or anybody else says regard to the bible and its message and that is Always read it for yourself. Don't rely on the words that you hear. Make sure that it corresponds with what you read in God's word. And that principle isn't mine. It's one that we read in the Old Testament, in the prophecy of Isaiah, to the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. So with so many references to choose from, let's just have a look at one or two examples in the New Testament that make it very clear and unequivocal that Jesus Christ will return to this earth. The first quotation we're going to take is some words of Jesus himself recorded in John chapter 14 and in this discourse Jesus makes it very clear I will come again. We have words spoken to the disciples by the two angels at the very point that Jesus ascended into heaven. I'm going to quote from the New International Version to complement the authorised version that you have on the screen in front of you. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking up into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him going to heaven. It couldn't be much clearer, could it? Modern English doesn't add to those words that we have in the authorised version. This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven shall so come in like manner as you've seen him go into heaven. Next, we have some words spoken by the apostle Peter, who was addressing a crowd at the entrance to the temple in Jerusalem. And he says, of the Lord Jesus, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of his prophets since the world began. Peter couldn't have been more direct or made his statement any simpler, God will send Jesus, he shall send Jesus Christ, which was preached unto you. Now some words which are written by the Apostle Paul. Paul makes it clear in his writing to Timothy that he's awaiting the time when Jesus shall appear, a time when he will set up his kingdom, will be judged and give a reward to those who love his appearing. Finally, in this short selection of quotations, let's see some of the final recorded words of the Lord Jesus Christ to himself, who said, in words recorded in the book of Revelation, surely I come quickly. Even so come Lord Jesus. Well, I hope you agree that just from a small collection, we can see that the return of the Lord Jesus is an event which is very clearly spoken about and it's therefore an event which we should be waiting to occur. But I suppose that begs the question, why is Jesus coming
2: back? Well,
1: there are, Probably five principal tasks that the Lord Jesus will undertake when he returns. I've listed them on the slide, and each point in itself could be a talk in its own right. He's coming back to raise the dead. As we read in that letter to Timothy, he's coming back to reward the faithful, he's coming back to judge the world in righteousness.
2: And he will do so when he sets up God's kingdom on earth.
1: And at that time, he will rule the world as king, preparing it for the day when he will hand it back to his father, when God
2: will be all in all. But that leaves another
1: question, doesn't it? When's this going to happen? When is Jesus coming? Well, at this point, the Bible does not provide an exact answer. But of that day and that hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels which are in heaven, neither the Son, but the Father. But Jesus did give a number of signs and indicators that his return will be imminent when he said to his disciples and answered their question, When will these things be? You can read of his answer. In the Gospel record of Luke, chapter 21. Now, whilst signs and indicators are all very well, they're a bit like a road sign or the sat nav that provides information about the distance to an identified destination, such information regarding the return of the Lord Jesus is only relevant if we're alive at the time of Jesus' return. You see, the fact is that none of us know when our life is going to end, we're not opportunity to be ready ceases. Jesus spake a parable which emphasised
2: this point. It was called the parable of the rich man and his barns.
1: And the point is that in that parable God said that rich man, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee, then who shall those things be which thou hast provided? At the very moment we die, we can no longer prepare. Because our next conscious moment will be the return of Jesus. Let's think about another parable that Jesus spoke with this regard. It's the parable of the 10 virgins recorded for us in Matthew chapter 25. 10 virgins who have been called to a wedding. Five were wise. And five were foolish. Five were prepared. Five were unprepared.
2: And so when the Lord Jesus, in the
1: parable, who is represented by the bridegroom, returns, it was only those who were prepared who were invited into the wedding.
2: The Apostle
1: Paul, when he wrote to the believers in Thessalonica, makes this point. But I will not have you ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you sorrow not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. Paul was dealing with the suggestion that had been made that only those alive at Jesus' return would have hope of a place in the kingdom that was about to be set up. But Paul makes it clear that those who sleep in Jesus, in other words, those who have died but have believed in him and carried out his commandments, would be raised from the dead at his return and rewarded accordingly. So in terms of our talk this evening, those who are ready for Christ's return are both those who are both dead and alive. So that leads to the final question. Are you, am I ready? What have we got to be done to be ready? Well, the Apostle Peter responded to a similar question. What shall we do? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And his reply echoed the direct commission that Jesus had given to his disciples. Which includes the instruction that baptism is not a one off event, is to be followed by a lifetime of seeking to follow the commandments of Jesus Christ in all aspects of a believer's life.
2: So we finish our talk with our opening slide. Christ is coming. Are you ready? Only you can determine the answer.